From Optimized Health, this is the True Health Podcast, where we unlearn diet culture and optimize our life, one tip and story at a time. Today's episode is episode 16, and we are discussing your holiday mantra. And for this year, your holiday mantra is to be selfish. Before we jump into it, I wanted to quickly tell you that we only have five days left for our early bird discount for our upcoming in-person wellness retreat. The retreat is happening March 23rd to 26th in Sonoma County in Northern California. Um, As of today, we only have three spots remaining on the retreat. So you have a couple months out at this point. Um, There are only three spaces available. Um, It is going to be incredible. So if you are curious about this, feel free to email me. You can reach out on our website. And you can visit our website for tons of info. It's optimizehealthcoaching.com. And if you go to optimizehealthcoaching.com slash retreat, it answers every question you could have, gives you the full itinerary, the guest speakers. It's going to be incredible. We are going to have a handful of workshops, everything from uh, a naturopath discussing the kind of often unexplained or uh, hidden reasons for some of the root causes to our health issues. So things like hormone health, uh, digestion issues, nutrient deficiencies. We have a forest therapist leading a workshop about the healing power of nature and how we can bring more nature into our lives. We are going to be discussing mental health, uh, how you personalize your nutrition and fitness plans. We have a professional chef and amazing restaurant owner leading a demo and kind of workshop around seasonal cooking, as well as things like wine tasting, olive oil tasting, yoga on the river, hiking in some stunning nature. It's going to be incredible. Um, We're going to have an amazing group of people, and I would highly encourage you to check it out. So like I said, uh, December 15th is the cutoff for the 10% kind of early bird discount. Um, All the info is on the site. Reach out if you have any questions. Okay, now let's jump into it. It is December 10th. We got about three weeks left in the year. Um, Right now is the time of the year when everybody begins sort of slouching into New Year's. Everybody's burnt out. Everybody's overwhelmed. Everybody's feeling the pressure to get everything done before the holidays. Um, They're feeling the pressure to spend all the money they have on holiday gifts They're feeling the pressure to go to every social obligation, go to holiday parties, um, work parties, happy hours. Um, It's just kind of more, 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 more all the time. And it's this kind of race to the bottom with this common feeling of just acceptance around burnout and sort of telling yourself, This is just what happens. This is how it's supposed to be. This is just how it goes this time of year. Um, And kind of completely abandoning yourself, completely abandoning your own needs in pursuit of saying yes to what society has essentially conditioned us to believe is how we are supposed to act for these next three weeks, ultimately leading to a restart in January where we are supposed to come back from maybe vacations or a few days off work uh, to be refreshed, improve our eating, stick to an exercise routine, um, all of this. So 
just for that context, it's worth just examining all of that and just saying that up front, right? Like we have to just live in the reality. This is how our culture has set this up for us right now. Um, and that is what everybody's doing, right? And so if you were to stop, I remember hearing this once, it said, if you were to have a pack of fish swimming through water and you said to one of them, how's the water temperature? One of them would say, what the hell is water? They're just used to it. They're in it all the time. They don't even know what's going on. It's something to them invisible. That's just the nature of how they live. And that same type of thinking, we can stop and pull back and notice how our society is structured and the types of things that are pushed on us or the types of assumptions that exist around how we are collectively supposed to act through the holiday season, through the winter. And so what we're going to talk through today is what being selfish means, what being selfish looks like, and how to preserve yourself instead of abandoning yourself, how to take care of yourself instead of only taking care of everybody else, and how to respectfully set boundaries that make sure you are not only a great um, friend, a great partner if you're in a relationship, um, but also a great uh, friend to yourself and a great version of yourself and that you are showing up not just for everybody else, whether it's work obligations, social obligations, uh, financial obligations, but also again, showing up for yourself uh, mentally, emotionally, uh, nutritionally, uh, physically, and what that means and looks like. So let's get into it. Um, I kind of touched on this, but right now kind of the problem, the problem with especially kind of this time of year in the month of December is our sort of primal desires with how we evolved as humans and what we're kind of naturally craving go completely against what our society has set up for us to happen this time of year, right? So it's colder and darker. We have shorter days. We're kind of a, naturally a little bit lower energy. Our sense is to hibernate, to preserve what currently exists, right? To kind of slow down, um, and that's why this time of year, especially those moments of quiet and calm and uh, nurturing yourself and self-care feel so much more delicate and so much more special. It's because that's us falling into our natural, biological, primal state and allowing our nervous system to actually re relax and rest as opposed to pushing ahead against that. Right, so it's important to notice that, right? Like naturally, this time of year, again, calm, hibernation, quiet, solitude, reflection, all of these types of things. But that primal nature, right, is, is confronted with multiple things. One, um, toxic consumerism being bombarded with ads, being bombarded with holiday uh, specials and discounts and shopping and being taught that we're supposed to spend tons and tons and tons of money that we probably don't really comfortably have um, on certain people, certain gifts, certain, you know, whatever. And people start to equate dollar amounts 
with the value of a gift as opposed to thoughtfulness uh, connected to the value of a gift, for example. So we're then confronted with this toxic kind of consumerist culture, which overwhelms us. And then the second thing that's added is increased social obligations, right? There's tons of holiday parties. There's work parties. Um, there's also this scarcity feeling of maybe someone's going on vacation or people are traveling, so we only have so many days to work with to make those plans. And then you're kind of packing things in and feeling overwhelmed by that. And then the third thing that we're confronted with is the social encouragement to quote unquote start fresh in January. Sometimes this is spoken, sometimes this is unspoken, but we've definitely begin we've definitely been conditioned to sort of be taught that you just kind of eat like shit, you drink too much, it's crazy, it's chaos, you're grinding it out work-wise, you're trying to get to inbox zero before your vacation, your boss is checking in with you on something, you have to get back to this person, you have to get every to-do list done, but you also have to go to dinner with that friend you don't really want to go to dinner with, and you also need to go spend all the money you aren't comfortable spending on these gifts for people that you may or may not even care about to begin with, and all of this stuff leads to people sort of throwing in the towel. It's just you get to this state of overwhelm and you say, screw it, I'm going to cope via eating, via drinking, via social media, I'm going to just burn the candle at both ends, I'm just going to power through and again, abandon my own self in pursuit of sort of taking care of everybody else and also just kind of giving into our culture and what society deems as normal. And then again, starting fresh in January. It's important to acknowledge that all of this is happening, and I'm sure at least some, if not all of that, you can relate to as I'm, as I'm saying it. So what becomes the solution, right? That's kind of the focus. It's not just to talk about how negative things can be. The solution is this mantra. Uh, it's something I've been thinking about a lot. It's something I've been applying. It's something that I'm noticing in certain people around me applying, which I'm respecting a ton, which is this idea of being selfish, right? And so when people hear selfish, they typically think of that as a negative, uh, as, as something rude or disrespectful, or um, obviously, you know, people don't typically strive to be selfish in the traditional way you think about it. What I'm talking about is examining not just kind of society and those environmental structures I just laid out, examining yourself and where you're at personally and what you need, and also carving out that time to take care of yourself, especially in these kind of more turbulent weeks as far as the commitments that are pulled and thrown on you, it becomes that much more valuable to have that time to take care of yourself, right? Like it, it becomes critical. And the people that are selfish with not just examining how they're truly feeling and then acting on that, but who can communicate it properly, who can share that with the people they care about uh, properly, not only benefit themselves, but benefit everybody around them. So when I say be selfish, I mean notice your actual needs and then create the environment for success for yourself, for self-care, which we're gonna talk through what that looks like. I don't mean be a bad friend or bad partner or something like that, obviously. So I wanna talk through what selfishness looks like because there's a variety of ways we can apply this, 
right? So the first place that comes to mind for me is turning down social obligations that you don't need to go to. Um, again, there are going to be certain things that you want to go to. Awesome. Have fun. Go to your friend's holiday party. Enjoy it. You know, obviously I'm not saying don't see people, but we all know those things where like, oh, okay, I guess I should go to this or, well, I haven't seen this person in a while, so I probably should, or, well, so-and-so is going to be there. I guess if they're going, I should go. Fuck that. Don't go. Who cares? They don't care. I promise it's all going to be fine. Turn down those social obligations. Don't waste your uh, sacred energy and time that you have for yourself and the people around you, throwing, throwing it away at these kind of obligations that you don't need to go to. Next, when you are going to those social obligations that either you want to go to or certain ones that you know, you don't necessarily want to, but for maybe it's a work event or something that you kind of like everybody has to go to an extent, uh, communicate your boundaries, right? Or even family commitments where you want to be there and you're feeling good about it. Know your boundaries, know your tendencies, know that you're going to be there for a certain period of time and head home, you know, set goals. If it is health related, set goals around what you're going to eat or drink at that event and be mindful and intentional. Don't just get social anxiety, drink too much to avoid a awkward conversation with somebody, stay there way too long because you drank too much, eat way too much food because you were already drunk, and then go home and have a terrible night's sleep and regret the whole thing the next morning. That's what we're trying to avoid. So either you're not going to these social obligations or the ones you are going to, you're noticing up front and being intentional around your boundaries and your needs and maybe communicating that to either A, whoever's hosting it if needed, or B, the person or people you're going to that event with. Next, I would say is noticing escapism. So during this time, especially, you know, like I said, very common to be burnt out, overwhelmed, kind of like all systems go, your whole body kind of in kind of chaotic mode. And you naturally want to escape that stress through these kind of dopamine hits. So that could be through food, uh, through social media, through alcohol, through a variety of other things. Um, but you're sort of escaping how you feel and escaping your desires, escaping your needs um, through these things. That could be checking your email way too much and you know, getting obsessed with work and working 80 hours a week instead of noticing how your body actually feels and what you need uh, to be a most fully formed human. Um, next, work-related especially, Notice the difference between urgent and important. Right now, like I said, there is this race to the bottom, race to the finish line. It's the end of the year. We got to do this, 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 and this before the holidays are coming up or before whatever deadline. Um, especially, and everybody's in a different work scenario, you know, so I don't want to say one thing for everybody. But very broadly, very generally speaking, a lot of the time, what feels urgent or what somebody maybe a boss or colleague or coworker or whatever is telling you is urgent is not actually urgent it can be important it can be something that does need to get done but it doesn't have to be urgent and differentiating the two is really really important especially if you're in a larger company and you have a boss or multiple bosses or a team or multiple pods of people working what's really common is one person assigning something or reaching out to you or following up with urgency 
because you doing that actually takes care of them and makes sure they're okay. Um, so just notice the difference between urgent and important and be really smart about how you um, use your time with your, your work. Maybe there are things that don't even need to happen at all. Maybe there are things that could be put off a day or two later, a week later, or in January. Just really notice that. Don't feel like the goal has to be inbox zero, getting everything done. Um, because if everything is urgent, then nothing is urgent. Okay, next. We've now gotten to this place, what I'm describing, right? You're being selfish around the social obligations, noticing how you not only are prioritizing what you're going to and not going to, but also around how you're communicating, you're setting expectations up front. You're noticing that escapism tendency around food, alcohol, social media, work, whatever that is. And instead of running away from things, you're sitting there and noticing your feelings. And then within your work, you don't have this race to the bottom. You're noticing urgent versus important. You're being discriminated about how you're using your time. Where do you go with this extra space? Like all of these things together, you can have sort of this calm kind of breath of fresh air of slowing down and starting to fall a little bit more in sync like I was talking about with where your body wants to be this time of year anyway, which is that hibernation, reflection, self-care, more sleep, slower pace, warm foods, all of this type of stuff right? So if we can start to slow down a little bit, fall in line with that, and notice via the things I just listed, all of a sudden you have extra time. You're probably spending a little bit less time on work, but still getting the things done that you need to. You're probably spending a little bit less time on social media, overeating, over drinking. Your body's feeling a little bit better because of that. Your mind is feeling a little bit better because of that. And you have more free time because you freed up away from some of those social obligations. Doesn't that sound so nice? It sounds fantastic to me. So what do we do with that time is really the question, right? Um, option A is first noticing why we have this compulsive sense of filling every minute of every day and why do we have to fill the time, but that's a whole other, whole other conversation. Um, but B, what I really want to encourage you to do is notice that you can not only be selfish in the sense of setting those boundaries and adjusting kind of those expectations, but be selfish in supporting yourself with this extra time. Take care of yourself. Slow down. Check in. Notice how you're feeling. Notice your needs. And use that extra time to actually simply feel good. So what that means, that could be more time for exercise. Um, and everybody's got a different exercise routine. I've done episodes about um, different ways to create your best kind of health plan around fitness, your best fitness plan and how that looks. You know, uh, we could talk about that forever. But creating that time around exercise, moving your body, that could be going on walks or hikes all the way to strength training, yoga, Pilates, uh, yin yoga and kind of more restorative practices, running, whatever that is for you, move your body. I promise you'll feel better. I promise you'll feel better within 10 minutes 
of any form of movement. I don't care how many calories you burn. I don't care if it sheds weight or body fat. That's not the focus. The focus is movement as a sort of uh, ritual of self-care. Movement as a way to feel grateful for the body that you do have and what you can do with it. The actual activity can always change. You can always scale up the intensity, but you can't change if you are exercising as a form of punishment for yourself because you don't like yourself versus exercising as a vehicle to be grateful for moving in your body. So try and get that mental adjustment and try and increase that exercise again, not to burn calories, fat, weight, all of that necessarily. Um, If that happens as kind of a, a side effect, awesome. But the focus is the ritual of taking care of yourself. Exercise is just one of the ways to do that. Another way, cooking real food, right? You don't have to be a master chef. I'm not a master chef. I have a couple recipes that I make on repeat every week of my life. Uh, Very simple, nothing crazy, but the act of buying fresh seasonal food, cooking it, uh, and eating it makes you not only connected to your food, you feel a sense of nourishment, you save money, all of this kind of stuff, you just feel better. Again, being selfish could look like cooking a meal for yourself and sitting down and eating it without doom scrolling the entire time. Beautiful thing. Um, Next, I would say increase time in your relationships and friendships. So, uh, you know, we're talking about social obligations you don't want to go to. What about the friends you do want to see? Make plans with those people. Uh, Spend quality time with those people. And then in your more romantic relationships, you know, make time for your partners. Show up. Be there. Be there in a present way. Don't be there in a, I'm scrolling through Instagram as we're talking, but also completely burnt out and distracted about the urgent work email I have to do. And I'm also hungover. What do you want to do? Like, that's not really fun. Nobody wants to be around that. So increase time with your partners, increase time in those relationships, increase time for those friendships that you want to develop, preserve, deepen, strengthen. Uh, Be selfish in your morning and evening routines. Know what makes you feel good to start your day. I've talked about it before every single morning for me personally. That is drinking coffee and reading for about 45 minutes. Most days I then go and exercise. If those three things happen, coffee, reading, and exercise, by 8 a.m., I've already had an amazing day. Like the rest of the day feels easy at that point. I've already set myself up for success, pushed myself felt grateful for myself, turned my brain on, gotten that kind of space that I personally need to show up the best version of myself uh, for everybody around me. So everybody wins from that. Evening routine, same sort of thing. Um, I would also say be selfish in knowing your mindfulness routine, what calms your brain. Um, For some people, that's something like meditation. For some people, that's journaling. I ran into a friend um, the other day at a bookstore in town who was buying a puzzle. And she made an offhand comment of like, yeah, the puzzles are just like a meditation to me. So like that is something that calms her her brain and it's also fun for her. Um, There's somebody I'm very close with who is really into 
uh, fiber arts and knitting, for example. So maybe knitting is your form of mindfulness as kind of a therapeutic practice for yourself. Maybe it's some sort of crafts or board games or something else. Maybe it's pottery, um, whatever that is. It doesn't have to be exercise and nutrition, right? It's like touching, touching those parts that we tap into where we can go, what do I actually want and need and what's going to be my mindfulness practice? And with all of this, as you're noticing, you know, being selfish simply goes back to giving yourself space to stop just compulsively doing, 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 noticing how many of your decisions in your day are yours that you are deciding for yourself and how many of the decisions in your day are sort of decided for you by other people's expectations of you or society's expectations of you or how you're supposed to behave and really checking in, tuning in, and then very confidently, calmly being able to communicate those needs and desires to other people in your life and internally to yourself. That's what we're talking about. That is what health looks like, right? Doesn't look like doing a thousand push-ups. Um, bonus kind of tip and thought, not everybody is in a relationship. For the ones that are in a relationship, Show up for your partners. Show up properly. Selfishness does not in a relationship mean being controlling or possessive or demanding or saying this is what I need or this is what, not at all. It's actually the opposite because if you and your partner are in a warm, communicative, real loving, supportive uh, partnership, both of you win. One of the things um, I've noticed in lots of people and in our culture, and as somebody who has done a lot of um, learning, reading, kind of exploring um, all parts of relationships, uh, partnerships, society's views on masculinity and what that means and doesn't mean and um, have spent lots of time unlearning a lot of that and adjusting my own personal kind of um, beliefs in all of that. You know, for me, um, I've noticed so many people, uh, men especially, where there is a toxic, there's a toxic, I'm trying to think the best way to word this, form of possession over your partner and possession over your partner's time that is very common and very unhealthy. So that might look like being in a relationship with somebody and your partner goes out to have a drink or dinner with their friend and they come home and you make passive aggressive comments about that or you're really upset about that for some reason and you don't want them to go see blank person anymore. There's a lot of control dynamics. There's a lot of possession there. Um, and I would just encourage you to sort of be a better partner if you are in a relationship. 
um, people are not used to being in relationships with someone who truly deeply supports them and cares about them and wants the best for them. Um, again, I might be saying more towards towards men with a lot of this stuff, um, but it's common in general. And, and I think... I think it's important to show up for your partner, be there to support them, be there to, you know, essentially not only calmly communicate your goals and needs and what you want in the relationship, but truly show up for that person. Truly be there, truly root for them, truly want them to win, truly be a supportive, loving, warm addition to their life not something they feel they need to constantly work through so what i would just say is you know replace the dominance with teamwork replace the passive aggressive defense mechanisms with internal reflection and empathy and support for that other person replace needing to prove yourself to others by being so tough and um, maybe masculine or macho with proving your worth to yourself without anybody else's approval. And, you know, just replace the control with true kind of warmth and care and knowing this is not a person that I control or need to oversee in a certain level it's a person i care about and want them to have the absolute best life that they can and what selfishness can look like is being there for your partner because you benefit they benefit everybody benefits from that so that is just a reminder for those who are in a relationship um putting all of this together again my number one goal for you is to be selfish these next three weeks of the year. Notice your needs, notice your boundaries, notice when you are falling into the trap that society has kind of set for you. Notice that people assume you're gonna drink too much. People want you to overeat because they're overeating and they're drinking too much. And the kind of societal lull into, you know, slouching into New Year's, feeling like complete shit to then restart January 1st um, is a scam. It is a trap. It is going to have you end of the year feeling your absolute worst because when you feel your absolute worst, you are then more likely to say yes for that 30-day challenge in January. You're more likely to say yes to overspending on that thing you don't need because you think it's going to make you feel better and you are so burnt out and you just become vulnerable to all of it even including sickness because your immune system is suppressed so take care of yourselves be selfish in the best possible way be selfish by eating healthy be selfish by setting boundaries be selfish by carving out time for yourself be selfish by navigating your morning and evening routines and be selfish by then being able to show up the absolute best version of yourself for every single person in your life 
including and especially for yourself. Okay, that is it. Have an awesome, with that, have an awesome uh, rest of the year, but I will be obviously back next week with a new episode. Um, and I hope that that was helpful as kind of a reminder to tune inward for today. So if you have not yet, be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Um, I put out a new episode every Saturday. I'm booking a lot of amazing guests for the next couple months, as well as mapping out some hopefully really helpful episodes for you guys. So that is it. Thanks, everybody. And remember, instead of relying on discipline or willpower in an unhealthy environment, go and create a healthy environment. All right. I'll see you next week.